Hello and welcome to Subclass Act, a solo role-playing actual play podcast. I'm your host, James Schrall. Hey, and welcome back, everybody. It's been a while. It's been almost a month. Uh, I've had some life stuff going on. Um, good stuff, but uh, stuff in, uh, stuff in general. So uh, started a new job and everything like that, and so that's always uh, exhausting but good, drinking from a fire hose. Uh, so now I'm taking a little bit of time. I want to get back into it, especially because it turns out this is a very special episode. This is a bonus episode, so if you're... Uh, Wanting to to get right into the next episode of Traveler, this isn't it. That will be the next episode. This is going to be a bonus episode because somehow this is episode number fifty. If you total up all the all the bonus episodes and regular episodes for the show, somehow this is the fiftieth episode, which is crazy town to me. Um, I can't believe it's it's been that long or that many episodes. To be honest, I had no idea I would still be doing this thing um, after fifty episodes, but here we are. So I wanted to do uh, something special for this, so I deliberated a lot uh, which game to play and what kind of setting and what to do, because there's too many fun games and too many fun ideas, Uh, and I decided that for this game we will be playing Savage Worlds. It's just going to be a little one-shot. We're going to be able to play Savage Worlds um, because I like it, and it fits, I think it's one of the easier ones to play kind of in the setting that we're going to play. It's kind of vaguely defined, um, which is one of the reasons why I thought Savage Worlds might be good. Uh, and it is going to be vaguely sort of fantasy, but sort of early black powder era. Um, and it's going to have a very much a seafaring theme. Um, yeah, uh, I will say full disclosure up front, you know, big fan of me, myself and die. I'm not going to be borrowing the setting elements from that, except that the sea is important. Um, and it's sort of fantasy. Um, it's probably going to be a little bit weirder. Because uh, I've also been listening to Skyjacks, so and that's kind of this cool, weird setting as well. So it's it's going to be a little bit different. I don't know exactly. I haven't really pre-planned the setting, except to say that sailing is important, the sea is important, um, and there's going to be, even though this character that we're going to be playing is not a spellcaster, uh, there's going to be some elements of the weird going on here. Uh, we'll try to make it really pulpy and really fun. I've got two new supplements that I'll be using today as needed. Um, new to me, anyways. They're uh, Table Fables 1 and 2, uh, which are collections of really, really good tables, and I've been really enjoying those. So I'll be using that. Uh, and then for the Oracle, we're going to be using basically just the Oracle die from OSR Solo. So this is very simple and minimal. Really great way, in my opinion, to get started if you have a good idea of kind of what you're looking for and you have some tables. So uh, it's really just when I want to ask a yes or no question, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to roll a d6. If it's one, two, or three, the answer is going to be no. Uh, if it's a four, it'll be a complication. If it's a five or six, it'll be yes. Six will be yes and. Um, one will be uh, no and. Two will be no. And three will be no but. Um, so there we go. That's kind of That's kind of it for that. So let's get right on into it. There's something special about the salt in the air. It can revive even the the most grizzled soul. Something rooting about it, you know? The spirit of commerce and adventure. And success and, well, success is counterpart. 
will say. Amir is a human, especially practiced at the eh, sneakier arts, we'll say. He doesn't always come by his money honestly, but at least he's honest about that part, right? <laughs> well, anyways, it turns out that he has quite a few enemies. The uh, spice trading company in the area, they're not always happy with, uh, with Amir, but... You know, what are you going to do? You know what they say about eggs and omelets, you know? <laughs> For the purposes of Savage Worlds, Amir is our human uh, human counterpart with the enemy hindrance with a spice company, which is yet to be named, or some sort of like the, I think the East Indies Trading Company, something like that. Uh, and he's overconfident. Uh, he's got the quick uh, edge and the thief edge. Um, so he's good at that sort of stuff. He has a flintlock uh, uh, pistol and a rapier that he carries around with him. Uh, everything else we're going to have to generate randomly. Uh, so we're going to get in on into that. So let's let's do that. Let's first find out. He's definitely going to be in a port town starting out. Let's pull up fa uh, Table Fables 2 and let's open up to, to the towns and cities. We're going to use the town generator to get just to answer a few questions about this sort of town that he's in. So let's let's get into that. All right, we're gonna come up with a town name. We'll see if it makes sense. It's a little bit of a limited table, but we'll see. It gives us, well, let's re-roll because I don't love that one. It comes up to the same result. Let's just get the second half. Uh, let's see, so let's pick, let's do um, Beacon Springs, there we go. Alright. There's only only so many names on there. It's 2D12 tables, and they don't always fit when I already have kind of the idea of what the town should look like, so we'll go with that. Uh, Beacon Springs. Uh, I'm more interested in what the size is. How big is it? So there's a D4 table here. Four. It's a city. It's a huge population for about 1,000 to 100,000. Uh, what's the quality of life here? Good. It's not great, you know, it's good. It's a port town, there's certainly trade, they're not starving, um, but it's not, um, you know, it's it's not a capital city or anything like that, it's just a port city. And then let's see what kind of government it has. Uh, let's see, three, so it is uh, representatives. So there's sort of like a council. Um, we'll say there's probably sort of a governor as well, a governor and a council, that makes the most sense here. Uh, primary export, well we don't have to roll for that, we know it's spices. Um, so that, cause that's gonna come up in this, in this one shot for sure, the spice company. Uh, and let's see, let's see what else we've got. I think maybe we will see what else, let's pick one of these town notabilities and peculiarities. Let's roll one of those, see what's... There's something interesting about this town. 27. Gold mines. This is known for its extensive and fruitful gold mines. I think that's probably, it's like, off away from the port, sort of in the hills there, are the gold mines. That's probably why, one of the other reasons why this port town was big in the first place. Um, but we'll, we'll twist that a little bit. That's one of the things I've become more free with doing with these tables is twisting them. Because maybe it's not the gold mines, I think the initial trade was the gold trade, and the spice trade has now started to pick up and even supplant the gold trade. So there's a lot of gold, um, you know, uh, gold ore and stuff that gets um, shipped in and out of here. 
uh, it's, but it's the spice trade that has started to take over. So a town once known for its gold, it's now known for the spice trade. Awesome. I think the other things we need kind of a, a starting, a starting quest here. And let's get something like that. Let's see. I think, um, let's see. Maybe we pick, it could be a quest or we could, we could also roll up for a shop. Uh, and see what it is that they are looking for. The quests, um, because it's sort of generic and kind of assuming a generic fantasy or could be all over the place. Um, but one of the things, like I said, that I found is you can sometimes interpret the table not as literally. So we're gonna do that. I'll show an example of that here. So we're gonna roll and see what starting quest is and we'll bend it in toward a, sort of the feeling of, of the way that this particular game is gonna go. So we get 26 on this table which means this is the party. In this case, Amir stumbles across a young noblewoman in the wilderness. We'll say, in this case, in the, in the densely packed port. Uh, she's confused, but uh, clean and cared for. The girl's family hires the party to figure out what happened to her. She's been missing for over a decade. Okay, that's really cool. We're gonna bend it slightly. Um, in this case, I think, uh, Amir is has is hired. Remember, he there's somebody needs a reason to have hired him um, with his particular skill set. His his mission is actually to um, escort this woman off of one of the one of the ships without letting anybody see her. She's been um, she's been missing for a while, and she's just now been recovered. So she's obviously someone of note uh, of higher profile. Uh, is she is she related to uh, the governor? Or one, or one of the council members will ask with our D6 here. Two, no, so she's not related to, to sort of the government officials. I think actually what this means then is Amir owes a favor, a particular favor, to a member of the Thieves Guild uh, in this town. And uh, as he owes a favor, he's, he's gotta smuggle, um, smuggle this woman off. I think it's maybe uh, the, is it like a daughter or a mistress that had child? I don't know. Let's see what it is. Is it a daughter? No. So that's a no and. So it's not a relative. Um, but I think it is. Mm, okay. So it was actually an em sort of an emissary type of the thieves guild that was sent out uh, years ago to uh, to try to investigate. Um, sort of a, a big a big cache a big treasure um, in, in some uh, island um, and, and for a while she was never heard, heard or seen from again they just recently got word that she had been found and so then that's why these these arrangements uh, have been made very cool okay so Amir's got to get up to the to the to the docks really trying to smuggle her off um, let's see we need to know, we could ask the Oracle, but I think we're gonna make a skill roll here, and we're gonna kind of borrow from Scum and Villainy, Blades in the Dark, in the sense that I'm gonna make a roll to see how well of a starting position, in this case, it's gonna be an attribute check. I wanna see how well of a starting position Amir starts in. Really, because he's gotta sneak in towards the boat without being noticed, right? Um, and if he runs into anybody, it's gonna be really bad, because again, the spice trade is gonna be all over, so he's gonna have to constantly be hiding in this port, right? So there's. There's a lot of money to be made here, but he's got some really, really big enemies, um, and of course they're going to have the local, uh, the local governments uh, in their pocket, right? So he's got to really be careful. So I'm going to have him make uh, a stealth check. Uh, due to his edge, he actually gets a plus one of this. So uh, uh, 
I'm not gonna go too much into the rules of Savage Worlds. I want this to be really quick. Um, there's other places to find out about that, but I will explain them a little bit as it comes up, as I often do on the show. So I'm a, what's called a wild card. Uh, wild cards and uh, um, characters and important villains are wild cards. They roll uh, an extra die called the wild die, a d6, along with whatever else they're rolling. Uh, and then you have a die for whatever you're rolling, an attribute check or a skill check. Uh, the target number we're looking for is a four in general. Okay, so I've got a D8 in stealth. Uh, there's going to be a plus one to the total. Um, there's going to be a plus one to the total in general uh, when I'm in an urban setting due to my thief edge. Um, so we're going to roll here. So rolling the D8 and the D6. Let's see what we get. Ooh, we get an exploding six on the wild die. And a four, so that's ten. Um, so that means four would be a success. Eight is what's called a raise. It's it's good and, so it's it's a, an extra benefit, and a lot of times this could be narrative, or sometimes there's mechanical benefits. Actually, a lot of times it's mechanical, sometimes there's narrative benefits, like in this case. And 12 would be two raises, but we only have one raise here. Okay, so uh, he's able to sneak in, and I think um, what I'm gonna spend the raise on, essentially, um, it's not really a meta currency, but I, I like the idea, I want, I want some sort of narrative thing to come out of it, and so I'm gonna have him learn something. So he's gonna overhear something, and that's gonna be where we're starting out. Okay, let's see what he overhears. Um, we're gonna use the NPC generator, I think, here, on page 40 of Table Fables 2, to see who he's, who he's overhearing. Um, let's see, I'm gonna roll a couple dice here to see what we've got. These two. So it is some sort of a beggar. Uh, and what is the beggar saying? So this is. Um, let's see. I wonder if I maybe have like a rumors table or something. Otherwise, I can roll in an item and he'll just rave about something. Okay, there's no rumors table, but what there is, there's a ship generator. So that could be kind of cool. So he's going to be talking about spreading some sort of a rumor about a ship. I'm just deciding because that's cool and it's rad. So let's see here. It is a... It's a merchant ship carrying spices. Okay. What's unusual about that that he would say? Um, oh, you know what? There's an ocean events and encounter. So he's going to rumor that one of these encounters has taken place about a spice ship. It says another ship is seen on the horizon. It's getting further away. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what it is. So Amir sneaks in and he's able to overhear. Uh, he's like, Ah, yes, one of the Spicer ship just, ships just landed. They said they saw... They saw the ship. It was coming for them. As the winds were blowing through their sails, it was coming for them. It was coming for them. Give me coin and I'll tell you more. You shouldn't be spreading rumors like this, old man. Nobody believes in ghost ships or stories of that nature. No, I'm telling you, I was more than one of them that saw it. They came and told me, eh? I, I, look, if you just buy me a beer, I'm not interested in your stories. People see crazy things at seas. Who knows how long those spice traders are out, what, what they claim to see. I'm not, I'm not buying it. What? And whoever it is talking to him does give him, uh, give him some bread. Ah, oh, well, thank you anyway, thank you anyway. Mir notes that, and he notes that that means two things. One, one of the spicing ships uh, just landed. It's not one of their bigger ones, um, and uh, doesn't really necessarily think anything of it. You hear the ghost stories like this all the time, um, but the ship is just what they talk about. 
and to avoid too obvious a trip, it's not going to be like a, you know, have black sails or anything like that, but I do think it's going to be, um, well, I don't know if anybody knows exactly what it is. Some people say it's ghosts, you know, some people say uh, it is the devil himself. Um, others say that they're raiders from a far off land um, that have never really been seen. There's not, they're not, I don't I guess, at war with anybody, it makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a mystery, but it's kind of the thing that, uh, you know, sort of the, the boogeyman that, you know, watch out for the ship, the, you know, the ship. All right, but knowing the spice uh, traders are, are there are, uh, it's good. And, and also he knows this beggar and he, if he can give him a few coins. The problem is that um, Amir doesn't have a few coins, uh, but let's see, maybe he could try to pick somebody's pocket pay the beggar to see if he could get more information about the spice ship in general. But that might be getting too distracted. Hmm. You know what? He has another idea. But he is going to have to pick somebody's pocket in order to be able to do it. This is going to be a thievery check, uh, which he also has a plus one of because uh, because of his thief skill. So we're going to roll our d8 plus one. Ah! Okay. Uh, so we get a total of six. So that is enough as a success. He's able to grab a few coins out of somebody's purses there as they're walking by. And he, uh, he goes up to the beggar and he says, Shh, I'll give you one coin to stay quiet for this moment and listen, and two if you'll do something else for me. Okay, okay. I'm not going to make him roll persuasion because he's given him this money. All of a sudden, at the other, uh, after they part ways at the other end of the dock, you hear all of a sudden the same beggar starts screaming and raving, ah, oh, they saw the ship, they saw the ship. And he starts going up and starting to grab people. And he's grabbing a lot of attention. And there's a lot of distraction going about. He's, he's making a ton of noise. He's, uh, there's a couple of guards kind of being distracted. And he's going and doing this over by sort of the spice ship. There's this crowd that gathers to hear his story as he tells it uh, more charismatically and, and more or less that people are worried that he's going to be a danger. Um, so... We're gonna let, um, I really don't think I'd have to roll with that. Um, so he's gonna sneak onto, and we're gonna kinda let the previous roll ride like he's being stealthy right now. Uh, because he's got that good positioning already, he's got this distraction. He's gonna sneak on to the ship. We should probably come up with a name for the ship. Uh, I don't know if there is one in general, but, um, yep, I guess there is. So we can do a ship name and see what we get. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Dead Darling. Okay. Uh, it's a little on the nose in this case, but... Uh, the Dead Darling. Um, so he sneaks on, and he's looking, he's looking for this lady. Let's find out a little bit about what she's like. She's gotta be a little quirky. Uh, and I think actually there's like a backgrounds, maybe, sort of, um, or like a traits table. I'm using this table a lot because they're exciting, they're new to me. You don't always have to use these tables a lot. You can just sometimes ask yes and no questions. Um, but here we go. There's a background and appearances, and we can give her a name as well. So for a name, we'll get 43, which is uh, Ingrid. Okay. should probably get a note card here. All right, so Ingrid. Uh, and then, let's see, character backgrounds. 17. Let's see, spend your youngest year, years working in your mother's tavern, learn to keep quiet and listen. So we'll, we'll grab the adjectives from this. So she's fairly quiet, 
um, but attentively listens. So she's see, she she seems sharp, but she's quiet. She doesn't speak much, um, and she looks like she could hold herself in a bar fight as well. So she's fairly tough, fairly tough looking, which makes sense that she was able to survive this long. Um, that certainly makes sense. And then let's get a little bit of appearance. Um, maybe not a lot. We'll just get maybe an eye and uh, yeah. Let's just maybe get an eye color here. She's got gray eyes. Okay, so that's going to be unusual here. But she's got these sort of gray colored eyes and light brown hair. Um, interesting. Okay, does she have any tattoos? Uh, complication. Um, so she may, um, a lot of these, like a lot of sailors probably do, maybe even thieves do, uh, but she's wearing, um, long sleeves and like a long, like a long dress. Okay. Ingrid, I presume. Yes, I'm, uh, you're supposed to come with me. I, I am your bodyguard, I guess you could say. <laughs> Quiet. You don't want to say too much. And I, you strike me as, uh, what's your name? Uh, again, my name is Amir. Ah, Amir. You strike me as someone who often says too much and gets himself into trouble. <laughs> well, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. But I'm slippery, and that's why I'm here. Our distraction is not going to last much longer. We need to get you off of here. Here's a question. It's, I think it's possible that maybe she also has something with her that she brought back that we have to recover. In fact, I'm gonna say it's it's likely, and so I'm gonna add a one to my, my D6 oracle roll here. So we get a four, it's a complication. What I'm gonna think that to mean is, I'm gonna say that's a yes in this particular case, but um, before she can really answer what it is, something's going to happen. Um, so I think that, um, okay, so she says, well, before we leave, I need to make sure that, and all of a sudden, gunshot rings out in the distance. And as they sneak over to the edge and look around, uh, Amir sees that the beggar has been shot. Uh, this is gonna be tougher than I thought. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna make them make immediate well, I'm gonna have him make an immediate stealth check just to make sure that is that nobody else is looking around for them and noticing him as he's sort of peering over the edge here. Um, he's pretty good at this, so it shouldn't be too big of a concern. Still in, in an urban setting here. Ooh, we get two exploders. Both the D6 and the D8 exploded. All right, so the D8 exploded, and we got 11 uh, plus one, so that's actually a success with a, like a bajillion raises. So, uh, so he's like, get down, get down. The, the local guards in the Spice Company won't be happy about me sending that beggar. I, to be honest, I thought that it was, this would, uh, this distraction would last just a little bit longer. Well, being what the situation is, what is it that we need to recover? Well, let's roll for some sort of an item that she's got on here. Um, let's see. Mm, I wanna know first if it's a crate. Is it like a big old crate? Six, yes, and, okay, yeah. She's like, look, 
there's some extra large cargo on the ship. You and I won't be able to carry it off together. But I'm telling you, it's critical. It's of critical importance that we get this back to the guild. That, I mean, that certainly makes sense. I mean, you've been gone all these years. Yes, I have. Ingrid says as she looks off into the distance. Well, all right. I have a plan, then. First, we can't let anybody else see this, this, uh, crate. Perhaps we can get it onto a passing barge, float it down the river, and intercept it down the way. But we certainly need to get you out of here. Is it the kind of crate that could wait overnight, uh, particularly on the ship or, or on, a, on a lower bank? Can it wait, or is it too critical? Uh, it can wait. Okay, so that's what they're just going to do. He's going to say, um, well, leave it, leave it to me. Leave it to me. I'm not going to make him roll a stealth again because he had so many ridiculous raises on that last stealth check. I'm going to have that one stand. Um, but he is going to have to try to see if he can find um, some sort of a barge uh, nearby or if he's got any contacts um, that could potentially help him with that. Um, and I, I guess it's really just a question of which which skill, if any, should we, should we go with here. Um... Sort of there, you know, there are backgrounds that have connections. He doesn't necessarily have these connections in the same way. So I really think it's going to be, it's probably going to be some sort of, uh, hmm, either, either thievery, but it's agility. That's actually doing the act. Um, you know what? It's probably going to be, it's probably going to be some sort of a notice, maybe? General awareness and perception. He's just going to take in the situation and see what he can get. So, is he able to, we're going to use this almost like an oracle rule too, he's going to look around and see if he can find a barge nearby, otherwise he's going to have to try to try to move on farther to find one. Um, okay, so he's going to look around for like a, a, like a barge that's in service in the area. If you make this notice check, he's got a d6 notice. Uh, five, so that will do it, yeah, there, so there is a barge nearby. Um... Let's see, how many people are on board this barge? I'm gonna roll, I think I'm gonna roll a d4. Four. Okay, of course. Um, so he says, all right, can, can, you, can you fight? Can you handle yourself? If need be, yes. Hmm. I was gonna say that we should try to take the, that barge together, but, well, hmm. We'll need you here to stay and guard the cargo, I think, so that we can that we can more easily rendezvous. Okay. Leave it to me. I'm not sure that... And beyond beyond that, um, in spite of Ingrid trying to say something, Amir takes off towards this barge. Um, now, he's going to look for one uh, upstream a little bit. I am going to make him roll a stealth now because he's going to have to go on this little dock. He's going to have to go past the... Um, the spice company guards, and I think first he's gonna grab, see if he's gonna grab, a, is there like a little dinghy nearby? Uh, complication, so he can't quite see if there's a dinghy because there's this big crowd sort of going going around, um, and the guards are, are especially on edge. Okay, so that plan's not gonna work for him. He does have a bit of crowd cover, 
Uh, but he's gonna have to sneak his way past to see if he can find, uh, if he can get to this barge, see if he can sneak on, maybe find a way to, to hijack the barge. With all these guards and space, spice company, it's gonna be probably pretty tricky, pretty difficult here. Um, okay, so he's gonna make a stealth check. See if he can sneak past. We get a five, so he is. Um, no raises or anything, but he's able to just kind of stay, keep a keep a low profile, walking through the crowd, kind of sort of following the crowd, um, switching directions constantly, blending in with different groups. He's able to sneak past uh, sort of the spice company. Uh, now, does this barge already have any sort of cargo on it? No, it does not. Okay, so it is kind of empty. Um, let's see, he could try to, yeah. I think what he's gonna have to do is he's gonna, he's gonna have snuck on board and he's gonna walk up to the one of them and say, uh, uh, I noticed that you, um, you, your barge is currently empty. I have a, I have a little job for you. What kind of job? What is it paying? Uh, well, I can pay you, um, and he doesn't have any coins left. I can't pay you in advance, but I'm, I assure you that it's valuable cargo, and you will certainly get uh, paid handsomely um, from the proceeds. He's certainly gonna have to make a persuasion check here because th this guy's gonna wanna for sure be paid in advance. Now, I'm gonna be making a lot of, if you notice, a lot of ability checks. This is, not, one, not an OSR game, but two, it doesn't have to be that you just make the check for persuasion, you just make the check for stealth, or whatever. Like, a good plan can be rewarded with not having to roll necessarily, but I find that with solo, a lot of times, it can replace an oracle check. Um, and you can kind of, you can either come up with your plan before, add any situational modifiers, and that's fine. Um, that certainly happens sometimes. Or you can roll and kind of reinterpret the results. I'm mostly going with the latter for this game, just because there's like less situational modifiers I tend to apply than something like Dominion Rules, where I tend to apply the, the you know, the modifiers first. It doesn't really matter. It's a solo game, it's your game, right? And it's whatever's going to make the most sense. Um, and it changes per game, at least it does for me. Okay, so uh, he's going to have to persuade this guy, and it's already going to be hard enough because he's not good at persuading. It's only a D4. Ooh, but exploding six in the wild die. Another exploding six, and a three. Wow, 15. Yeah, that's gonna be a success with all the raises in the world. Uh, I think the other thing is that he says, um, let's just say that it's an exotic treasure. It's quite large and extremely valuable. All right, all right. I think it must be that this guy, this guy um, on the barge hasn't had work in a while. So, um, he says, now look, I can't have you prying in there. I'll have to be quiet. The utmost discretion, of course. The most official of business. Oh, yes, 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 of course. So, uh, Amir points out the ship, um, and they're gonna, uh, ride the barge over down, down next to the other ship. Um, actually, he says to meet them there. Um, just keep a low profile, stay next on the on the seaside um, of the ship, so not docked to the port, and kind of steer the barge slowly over that way. Uh, don't, you know, don't make a big scene. Okay. So Amir uh, 
is able then to, to sneak past. Uh, well, actually, he's been talking for a while here, and he's not even really trying to hide. Is he recognized at this point by one of the spice traders? Let's ask. He is. We've got a five. Yes. All of a sudden, we hear a, Hey, you! Stop right there! Um, let's see. Let's see kind of what how this person's gonna rank. I'm gonna roll a d4 and just it's gonna be one is gonna be a just one, you know total mook. Um, four might be like a higher profile person with an extra or two. Uh, so let's see. Okay, it's a two. So it's it's a we'll just say it's um, you know a tougher looking sort of a mook, but he's he's an extra. Hey, you stop right there. Uh, we only have a just a quick second here, I think. Hmm, actually, you know what? We're gonna get straight into the initiative because I want to track time, even if it doesn't have to be combat. I've already pre-shuffled the cards. In Savage Worlds, we use cards for initiative, uh, and it goes every round, and, and this is, you know, I think when people read it, they think it's gonna be super slow, but to be honest, this is one of my very favorite parts about Savage Worlds, and I wish every game had it. Okay, so first we're gonna draw for Amir. He's on a three, but he's quick, which means he can redraw anything uh, less than a five. It's a three, but he's quick. A queen of clubs in this case. Okay, and this sort of uh, mm, lieutenant type, maybe? This lieutenant type uh, is going on a 10 of clubs. So that means that Amir is gonna get to go first. He definitely doesn't want to make a big scene. Um, and if he's gonna dispatch with them, he's gonna have to dispatch with them quickly. Hmm. Hmm, let's see, I think he's gonna, um, one we need to see, does he now at this point, um, hmm, I think he's just gonna have to try to knock him out maybe. A fight here doesn't seem like a great idea, but I'm not sure that he has much of a better idea. He's gonna have to take this guy out. Now this guy's an extra, which means that he, if he suffers one wound, then wound, he's incapacitated, and that does not mean have to mean that he's dead. And I don't think Amir would be trying to murder anybody in here. Okay, so Amir does get to go first though. He's gonna close in um, with his rapier um, and is going to quickly try to attack the spice, spice trader. Hopefully the rest of them have dispersed by now. I guess we'll find out in a minute. All right, so first, the way we're attacking is we're gonna work here. We're gonna make our um, fighting check, which I have a D6 in fighting. All right, and we're gonna assign some basic stats, parry, um, Five is sort of normal. Toughness is five is sort of normal, um, unless this guy's armor. We're just gonna say we're gonna give him fives for both of those, um, and we'll give him a D6 fighting die. That's very standard, straight across the board. This is one of the things I like about Savage Worlds. It's fairly easy to make up um, NPCs. If you just look at the numbers just a little bit and see kind of what's standard, it's easy to kind of fill up uh, an NPC in as you go. You don't have to like pre-plan a bunch of NPCs. Stats are fairly minimal. Okay, so he's gonna attack with this rapier. He's gonna have to get over the parry of fives. That's the target number. Both exploded! Both sixes exploded, oh my goodness. Okay, so the wild die had a, a, a nine. Wow, okay, um, and the parry was five, uh, which means it's a success with uh, four, or five would be a success. Nine would be a raise. So success with a raise, which means it gets to add one die to his damage. Uh, it's a d6 that you add to the damage whenever you get raises um, on the initial attack. So that's sort of the hit roll. Here's the damage roll. Strength plus a d4. Uh, his strength is a d4. So we're going to roll, end up rolling a d4 
uh, two d4s and then a d6. All right. Okay, so we get uh, six from those and then one more d4, nine. Okay, so nine over the toughness of five, that is excess. So basically the toughness becomes um, if you get under the toughness, they sort of they they get hit, they roll off on the damage, they absorb the damage. Um, if you meet with but don't get a raise, then they would be shaken. Um, but if you get a success with a raise on the toughness, they are shaken with a wound. So what Amir does is qu super quickly he goes in with a rapier. He goes like chop, chop, slice, slice. It disarms this guy, and then he knocks him. He knocks him on the head. Boom! The guy collapses. Um, collapses over. So I need. To, I want to ask two questions. One, does he see that dinghy now? No, he does not. No, and um, so the, I think the crowd started to clear. And the other thing is, has anybody else from the spice company yet noticed this commotion? Three. So no, but. So we hear a no, but. It's not going to take long. Not somebody from the spice company noticed, but somebody nearby did notice. Um, did notice this so he's only gonna you hear some gasps and it's only gonna be a matter of time i think at this point it's going to be a race to race down um he's gonna have to try to maybe he's gonna have to run down or is he gonna try to stealth out i think he might just try to disappear into um disappear into the crowd now so we're gonna use some stealth again i think okay so that's a seven total. Uh, so that is a success, no raise. Um, so he's able to kind of disappear into the crowd. Um, here's something I want to know though. Does the boat, does the barge driver see all this? No, he didn't actually. He was already intent on this prize. He takes off. So uh, Amir sneaks back onto the boat. This is good news. Uh, for Amir. Things have been really going his way. We've had some really, really good dice rolls so far. Unusually good dice rolls. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the next order of business then is um, he stuck back on the ship. They need to now find a way um, a way to get this cargo off. Um, I'm gonna have him make a common knowledge check just to see if he would happen to already know something like that. His common knowledge isn't very good, it's a d4. Wow, an exploding cyst with a wild eye. Man, the luck today, it's been crazy. Yeah, okay, uh, that's crazy. That, so that was a success with a raise, actually. Um, so I'm gonna establish a fictional fact then, in this case. So he does know, he happens to know that um, because there's not really cranes for this kind of heavy stuff, there's a usually like a separate um, panel that opens, um, sort of like a separate gang a gangway that they can roll some of this big cargo off. It seals, uh, it's kind of a door on the side of the ship. However, it would only make sense that that, um, that door would be sealed on the other side, um, so it could be rolled out onto the docks. So they're gonna have to turn this ship around. Is this ship still being manned? It seems likely. Let's add a one to the Oracle die here. Three. Uh, no, it's not manned, but um, I think what that means is no, but there are guards posted right outside. But I think that might just be a risk they have to take. Um, so Mir says, well, we're going to have to turn this ship around then to get ready for the, get ready for the barge. Hmm. Well, there's nothing to it, but to do it. All right, so 
I am gonna make a boating check actually, so that he knows uh, to, to see if he's able to get all the stuff, like he knows exactly which ropes he have to pull, whatever, um, if he can get that done before the guards come on the boat, because as soon as something weird starts happening, we've already established those guards are there, they are going to, uh, to try to come on board. And I think there's two of them, so I'm not gonna roll how many guards. So we're gonna make a boating check to see if he's able to do it. Um, if he succeeds, there will only be one guard that gets on board in time. If he gets a success with a raise, there will be no guards they manage to get on board on time. That's just how we're gonna do it. He's got a boating of D6. Okay, we have our first failure. Um, but what I'm gonna do uh, is I'm gonna spend a Benny. So you get three bennies, um, it's just short for benefit. You can spend them on a bunch of things. I'm gonna spend one of them, and you can spend it on a reroll. So I'm gonna, oops, reroll that skill. All right. Okay, uh, I got a five on the one, so that's a success, no raise. So he's able to get some of the ropes off, nobody notices, but by that time that ship pulls, he's starting to pull the ship away, and then Ingrid says, Amir, look! and he doesn't pull the gangplank up a time. She goes and grabs it, and she pulls it back, but not before um, one of the guards gets on board. All right, so we've got our cards we used before. We are going to uh, pull some initiative cards. Problem with it is Amir's gonna have to make, um, Amir's really gonna have to make his, um, yeah, he's gonna have to be making his boating checks, uh, at least for the time being, in order to put this thing in position. Maybe he'll let go of the boat, but we'll have to see if he, if he fails. There could be a catastrophe there, especially if he gets a critical failure. We better get into the uh, initiative, though. All right, so uh, we'll do Amir, Ingrid, and then this guard. Um, Amir is gonna be on the five of hearts. That's the worst he can possibly get. Um, Ingrid is gonna be on the six of diamonds, and then the guard is on oof, the queen of hearts. Now, who does the guard go after? Does he go after Ingrid or Amir? Ingrid is going to be low, Amir high. Ingrid, that makes sense. She's closer. Um, she's also an extra. She's not going to roll a wild dive of any sort. All right, so this guard is going to be just a total mook. Same stats as sort of the guy before. Um, he'll have a d6 fighting. He's not a wild card. He's an extra, so he doesn't roll that extra d6 wild die. So he's going to try to attack Ingrid. Ingrid has a parry of five. Uh, and that's, that three is not gonna do it. So he goes to swing, Ingrid knows how to fight. She uh, dodges out of the way. Next up is Ingrid, she's going to try to attack back. Her fighting die is gonna be a d6 as well. Gets a parry of five. She gets a five, uh, which means that it's not a, there's not a raise, but it is, it is a hit. Um, so now she's gonna roll the, uh, her normal damage, which we'll just say is just strength. Uh, she doesn't have a weapon, I don't think. I think there probably are rules for improvised weapons, but it said she could handle herself in a bar fight. Um, and so instead of consulting, there's a lot of modular rules and stuff like that. And it's pretty easy to get to. I mean, I could probably even get to it in, in this all this time, but uh, it's not super important. I think improvised weapons is more like, you know, if you pick up a bottle or, or something like that. Um, there's like actually like a table for it. But anyway, um, let's not worry about it too much. Instead, let's just have um, her role, her strength, which we'll say is a D5. So she's gonna be stronger than Amir. She, she looks strong, she survived all this time, she'll have a D, or a D6. Uh, did I say D5? It's because I was looking at the number five. Okay, I don't have any DCC dice, that's crazy town. Okay, guard is a toughness of five, she rolls. Six explodes, 
and two. This is an eight against a toughness of five, which is a success, but now the raise. So the guard is shaken. All right, we'll get to what shaken means in a minute. Uh, I think Amir is going to, um, hmm, he's gonna drop uh, what he's doing for a second to see if he can um, finish knocking out this guard. Um, does he do that or does he get into a better position with the boating? He's gonna have to go try to knock out this guard real quick. He jumps over um, from where the, the, um, the steering wheel is. He's gonna jump over and he's gonna try to attack um, the guard who is shaken. Um, so, parry of five. Uh, so fours are not gonna do it. Hmm. Okay. Do I spend another Benny? I feel like I could possibly need it. Let's spend it though. Let us spend it. Let's re-roll that. Okay, exploding six on the wild die, four, so 10. That is a success, a success with a raise, which means he's gonna add another, he's gonna add D6 to his damage. All right. So that's, let's see, seven, 10. Okay, that's enough to knock the guard out. Amir uh, dumps him overboard. Now, did it say there was gonna be some weirdness? What I wanna know is does something bust out of that crate? Uh, that would be cool, for sure. Does something bust out of that crate? No, but uh, it's it's about to. I think it's part of the problem. She says, Amir, we've got to hurry. The, the contents of the crate, while valuable, are extremely dangerous. All right. Now, let's see here. This is, there's been a bit of a commotion. Is the Spice Company now made aware of the situation? Yes, and. Okay, so here's what happens. Amir thinks he's doing great, he turns the boat around. Okay, I think the barge is rolling up. Uh, we're good to go. They, he starts to lower the, lower the doors on the ship. They grab the crate, which is shaking around, and, and they look out, um, and I'm gonna see, I know in my head what's going on, and I'll let you know in a second, but I think I'm gonna make Amir make a notice roll. See if he notices it sort of before it happens. Ooh, that's almost a critical failure. One of the two is not gonna do it. Oh, sorry, so they're like, all right, good. Yep, and then the, uh, the, the barge rolls up. Sort of the gang, gangplank gangway goes. They're gonna go try to transfer this cargo from ship to ship. They finally get the crate onto the barge. Amir says, to be honest, I thought we were in real trouble for a minute there. Oh. <laughs> I'm afraid that you, you are in some serious trouble. So on a no and, what this is gonna mean, I'm gonna use some little dice on my side, which you can't see because it's not a visual medium to keep track of people. Um, but what this is gonna mean is that there is going to be um, a sort of captain-ish kind of person of the Spice Company, and two mooks, I mean, he's gonna be a wild card, and I think he's gonna be like a duelist. He's gonna be a match for Amir, uh, I think, on the uh, on the fighting front. So there's gonna be these sort of two, um, 
No, I think it's gonna be three, actually. There's gonna be sort of three of these mooks, these extras around, sort of this lieutenant. Um, and now that Amir looks, he sees that there are, the people who were in the barge before are now trying to swim to shore uh, as they've been jettisoned from this ship. Okay, so we are gonna end up in a fight here. Um, yeah, oh man, but you know what the thing is? What I'm worried about is, hmm, I don't think they do have the drop. He didn't, he didn't critically fail. If he had failed his notice roll, I'd, I'd make him uh, have them have the drop, which is um, sort of like a surprise round. Um, let's see. There is a separate thing as a surprise round though. Um, it's kind of an ambush. Yeah, that might be. Let's see. Oh, so okay, yeah, but I did make the notice roll. So those are make it or dealt in as usual. Yeah, okay. So that means I'm gonna deal that side in, but I'm not gonna deal Amir or Ingrid in in this first round. That's no good. The drop is worse if they're like really, 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 truly, that's like extra surprise. You get also get a plus two. That would be so, like, you're prepared and everything for that. It'd be just, ugh. As it is, let's get into the initiative cards. Um, sort of this, this trading captain is on the six of clubs. Um, and I'm just gonna have all of his mooks on one initiative card. They're on the nine of diamonds. Ingrid and, um, and really the only reason that you, you deal them in in that round is if the Joker comes up, which gives a plus two. Okay. So I think the captain here, um, he's gonna have the same sort of stats. So he's gonna do a shooting at Amir. Now, I think Amir is gonna have some cover from the crate um, that he was standing next to. It's not a lot, because um, it's only gonna be maybe light cover, um, which is uh, for his parry. It, it, the material is for the obstacle, that's for damage, so that, those are both gonna come into play here. You don't have to use all these optional rules, by the way, but it's nice that they're really quick and easy to flip through in the book, and they add some interesting tactical elements from here. Okay, so the captain, though, uh, the trade captain is a wild card, um, so he's going to take a shot, um, although he actually goes second. I think in this case, I'm not going to enforce the time between the two of them because they have the surprise round anyway. Um, he's going to take a shot um, with his pistol. He's going to have a flintlock pistol as well, um, but the light cover is going to be a penalty of two. Okay, even with the penalty of two, though, that's just enough to hit um, certainly Amir's parry, and that's probably who he's shooting at. I'm not even gonna roll for that, that's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, so that is a success. He's gonna roll damage. Damage with a flintlock is 2d6 plus one. In this case, it's gonna be because of the sort of the wood of the crate, um, uh, it's gonna be a plus two to Amir's toughness. It's gonna act like armor in this case. So. Um, the total of the hill have to get a seven in order to, to do damage to Amir. Ooh, exploding six. Damage di dice do explode, by the way. Okay, wow. So ten, that's 15, 16. Um, so a toughness of, uh, of seven uh, versus 16. So that means seven, uh, seven shakes, 11 uh, wounds, and wow, 15 does two wounds. Okay. I think that means that Amir is going to have to spend his last Benny um, of this session in order to try to soak some of these wounds. Uh, let's see here. 
Alright, so let's go to soap rules. I forget exactly where they are, and it's been a while since I've done this. Here we go. Soak rolls. Uh, after damage before applying the wounds, they're not applied yet, I just calculated how many there would be. Spend a Benny to soak, so this is a vigor check. Each success um, reduces the number of wounds. He would have taken two wounds. Now, his vigor is a d6, and it's still a regular check, so we still roll the wild die. Exploding six, yes! Ah, no, but I threw one of them over the table. Okay, so that's a nine. Okay. So uh, a nine would be, that would be a success with one raise. So instead of being, uh, having two wounds, which he was gonna have, that, which would be terrible, he is going to cancel both wounds and because, um, now normally you'd say, oh, well, he'd be shaken, but when you, when you remove all the wounds with a soak roll, you actually also remove the shaken. Um, but now here's the thing, is Amir is out of Benny's and the GM has three like normal, so the, the GM has three, which means this captain has three. So if you think, like, I'm getting off, you know, totally scot-free here, uh, you would be, you would be wrong. Okay. Now, the next round, everybody's going to participate. Okay, we're gonna draw for Amir first. Amir is on, ten of hearts. Ingrid is on, the four of hearts. The trade captain is on, the seven of hearts, and his mooks are on the seven of clubs. Hearts will go before clubs. Okay. That means uh, Amir is going to go first. He is going to shoot his flintlock back as well. Um, so his shooting skill is the same, so it's D8. Uh, and we'll give um, the captain the same parry. So uh, that's a five, which is a hit, but no raises. Uh, 2D6 plus one damage on a toughness of five for the trade captain. All right, we get, uh, let's see, we get a 12 total. A 12, so uh, that means five, um, five shakes, nine wounds, um, and let's see, yeah, nine wounds. So we're not gonna quite have two wounds. So um, the GM is gonna spend one of the GM bennies to have um, the captain soak. So we're gonna give him a D6 bigger as well. He's a wild card. Uh, wow, but he rolled a one and a two. That's not good. Um, yeah, so he's not able to soak that. So he actually has now um, put a little counter on him of some sort. He is actually going to have that one wound. So he's shaken and has one wound. So he's rolling at a minus one. Okay. Next up is Ingrid. Ingrid is going to take a swing at the first mook that's in front of her. Oh wait, no, she's not next. It's the uh, trade captain that's next. Um, he's reeling after that shot. Um, he, uh, flintlocks are reload three. So they would take normally three rounds to reload, which is crazy. Um, so he's not gonna have that kind of time. He's gonna pull out um, his, his sword, sort of his foil. His rapier, maybe, maybe as a rapier. He has some sort of a sword. It's gonna be much fancier than Amir's, though. Um, and he's going to move up and take a swing at the first person he sees, which would be Ingrid. So he's gonna move up and swing at Ingrid. His fighting is gonna be the same. It's gonna be a d6. He's a wild card. Her parry is five. Oh, but no dice. She ducks out of the way, which is good for her. Next up is one of the mooks. The mooks is gonna kind of team up on her this way. Do the same thing, but the mook is not a wild card. 
Fighting Dive D6, gets a parry of 5. 5 is just enough to hit Ingrid. Uh, her toughness is 5, so the damage we'll do is just going to be Strength, and the Strength is going to be D6. Oh, only a 1. Okay, so that means that the Mook does come up, it does hit her, but it, she is able to move in such a way that she goes, ah, but she just absorbs the blow. It certainly hits, but it doesn't do any lasting damage. She's able to move enough to where she just absorbs this blow. She's a tough lady. Okay. Um, the other mooks are going to come in and move in, I think, on um, Amir. And I don't know if there's any sort of, like, flanking. They're certainly ganging up. Uh, so let's see, adds plus one to attacks fighting rolls. Okay, so those two are ganging up. And they move around and they're going to gang up on Amir. Um, so each of them is going to attack with a d6 plus one of the roll. Okay, that one hits four. But no, no lasting damage. The other one attacks, does not hit. So he's able to you know, be quick and, and dodging in and out with his sword, and uh, he's able to parry. The nice thing is now that he has his rapier out, um, well, he didn't before, which is good, but he'll, his parry will actually go up when he pulls out the rapier. Okay. I counted it without the rapier bonus, by the way. Okay, next round. Amir is on the ace of clubs. That's great. Uh, Ingrid is on the five of diamonds. The captain is on the nine of hearts and the mooks are on the two of clubs. Now, Amir pulls out his rapier. Um, he is going to, he's got the two mooks on him, he's gonna have to attack uh, one of them. So he's gonna attack, he's got a D6 fighting die. Ooh, exploding six. Another exploding six. Wow, okay, yeah. So that's plenty of raises um, there. Uh, it, you, you only get the one extra bonus die of damage, so let's make sure we get our d4 here. I'm just gonna grab, I've been rolling them twice and that's drag, so I'm just gonna grab another d4 real quick. All right, the strength is a d4, his uh, damage is d4 plus his extra d6 from the raise on this guy. Toughness of five, uh, exploding four, so that's 5, 10, 13. That is certainly going to be enough. Um, he just slashes this guy to bits. Um, stabs him through, and stabs him through the heart. He falls over dead. Okay. Next up, it is the trade captain who's going to take a swipe uh, at Ingrid. Um, so his D6 fighting die. It's a wild card. No dice, though, just barely enough. She is able to dodge at the very last second out of the way. Uh, the sword chops some of her hair that's still uh, in the air as she, as she ducks below the sword. Next up is Ingrid. She's going to try to return the favor. A five is enough to hit. She does her damage of a d6, but it's not enough to get through um, the thick coats of the spice trader. She punches him, but he's able to absorb the blow. The mooks now, do they stay on Amir? That seems likely, we'll add one to the roll. Yes, and, they're gonna keep ganging up on him. Okay, so the first one attacks with this plus one. That's not enough to hit the other one. It is enough to hit the damage. Oh, actually, it's not enough to hit with this parry bonus of plus one. That's right, he's able to dodge out of the way, and his rapier is what makes the difference. He almost gets hit, he pulls up his sword at the last second and uses it to deflect the momentum. Next round, Amir. He's on the four of diamonds, but he's quick. He's on the jack of clubs. Ingrid 
is on the ten of diamonds. We haven't seen a joker yet, so I'm nervous. The captain is on the three of spades. The mooks are on the eight of spades. Okay, which means fortunately Amir gets to go again first. Time to take out another loser mook. So, it's the fighting attack. Just enough to hit damage, which is in this case two d4s. Gets the toughness of five. Ooh, both fours explode. Oh, and they both explode again. Okay, that's gonna be enough to just completely murder this guy. All right. Yeah, stabs this next one through the heart. He is out of here. All right. This fight is not going well for the spice captain. All right. Uh, next up, therefore, it is Ingrid actually is next. She's gonna take another swing at the captain. Um, actually, she's gonna move around closer towards Amir. Um, I forget if there's like attacks of opportunity. Um, he'd have to have that edge. He probably would, so I don't think she's gonna do that. She's gonna keep, uh, she's gonna keep going up against, um, the captain here. Uh, so her d6. Four is not quite gonna cut it. He dodges out of the way. He's quick. Okay. Uh, next up is the mook, who's gonna go after, hmm, here's a real question. Does it go after Mir or Ingrid? Even odds, it's gonna go after Amir is gonna be low, Ingrid high. Amir. He's gonna stay on Amir, he's gonna attack. D6. That five is not gonna cut it now, because he's got that parry of six that makes all the difference with that rapier. That's huge. Okay, next up it is the captain. He's probably gonna stay attacking Ingrid, but he might change. We'll say uh, Ingrid is gonna be high again, Amir low. He's gonna stay on Ingrid. He's gonna attack with his D6, he's a wild die. Oh man, another terrible roll for him. He's gonna have to spend another Benny to re-roll that, for sure. Ooh, exploding six this time. Okay, uh, so that's definitely, let's see, that's a seven. Um, her parry is five, so that's no raises, but it is a success. Damage is going to be, um, what did I say it was for his, so it's gonna be his strength, which is the d6 plus d4. He's got an extra. D6 from, or there are no raises, sorry. So it's just D6 plus D4. So he's stronger than Amir. Ooh, exploding four. Okay, so it's a total of eight. She has a toughness of five. Wow, if it had been a nine, that would have been it for Ingrid. Fortunately, she is only shaken. Um, oh, you know what I forgot to do though? I, I've been do forgetting to do this for a while. Um, I'm gonna have to retroactively do it. He's just gonna have to have spent a Benny um, to recover from being shaken because I forgot that he's supposed to be making bigger checks this whole time Everything is harder to do on a podcast than uh, than normally So I'm just gonna have him he would have spent a Benny It's probably what I've done He would have just spent a Benny to cancel being shaken So now he's out of Benny's, but he's no longer shaken Ingrid however is shaken Okay Next round Amir is on the jack of spades Ingrid, queen of diamonds, the captain, king of clubs, oh no, and the mook, ooh, the king of spades, king of spades goes first, the mook, is he still attacking Amir? Low is going to be Amir, nope, high, it's going to turn around and attack Ingrid, d6, two is not going to cut it, next up it's going to be the captain, is he going to still attack Ingrid? 
Ingrid's gonna be high, me low. Stay on, stay on Ingrid. He's gonna attack the sword. Wow, no dice. And he's out of Benny's that he spent, so she is tough, that is for sure. Okay, now, uh, next up it's Ingrid. She is shaken, that means she needs to make a, an immediate vigor roll. Uh, it's a free action to see if she can spend or do anything else this turn, otherwise she's gonna have to spend her, her whole round doing that and maybe just moving. Um, so it's D6 check here. No, a one's not gonna do it, she's still shaken. Um, that was a mighty thump that she took um, from this captain. All right. It's up to Amir now. Amir is going to move in now and close the gap. Um, he's gonna have to take this last mook out, though, is the thing. Oh, but he's, you know, he's overconfident, though. Hmm. No, yeah, he's just gonna have to take out. He's he's overconfident. He'll be able. He'll have plenty of time to get to him. He's gonna take out this mook, or he's gonna try to anyway. Here comes the attack. Five is just enough damage time. No exploders, a four is not gonna cut it. He hits this guy, but he doesn't he doesn't hit him in the in the fleshy bits. He hits him in the arm, it hurts a little bit, but nothing serious, nothing done. Next round. Amir, on the eight of hearts. Ingrid, six of hearts. Trade captain, ten of spades. Mook, on the jack of diamonds. Mook is gonna attack first. He's just gonna keep on Amir. Two is not gonna do it. Next up, the trade captain on Ingrid, or or Amir. Ingrid is low, Amir's high. Ingrid, he stays on Ingrid, attacks. Three is, uh, oops, forgot his wild die. Wow, three is again, that is not gonna cut it, even though she's shaken. All right, um, next up then it is Amir. He's gonna have to try to attack this guy again. Exploding six on the wild die. Oops, have a dice tray. Five, 11, okay, so that is a success. Um, that, that has uh, at least a raise. So we're gonna add a d6 to the damage. Hopefully this is gonna be enough. It's a toughness of five. No exploders, is that gonna be enough? That's five, it's just enough. The thief is shaken. Or the, not the thief, the um, mook is shaken. Okay. Uh, now it's Ingrid, she needs to make a vigor check. She does not succeed. She is still taking spending her whole round shaken next round. Amir, on the ace of spades. Nice. Um, Ingrid, on the eight of diamonds. Uh, the trade captain on the three of hearts. And the mook on the nine of di or nine of spades. So Amir goes first. This is that's good luck for him to get to go first. On the thief. Ooh, exploding six. Okay, um, 11, that is success, has at least a raise. We're gonna roll our damage. Come on now, we just need to do one over because he's already shaken. Right, it's an exploding four, another exploding four, another exploding four. Jeez, okay, yeah, that's plenty. Um, again, he, he kind of knocks the guy over, stabs him through the heart, pulls the sword out of the deck. It's only the captain and Ingrid left. Right. Uh, so we're gonna remove the Mook's card. The Mook was on the, uh, I believe he was on the nine of spades, so his card is gone now. Next up was Ingrid. She needs to make a bigger check. Come on, Ingrid, you can do it. It's exploding six. All right, yeah, there's a total 10. Yeah, she recovers. Success with a raise. All right. 
couple rays. Well, yeah, just one raise actually. So she recovers. She kind of smacks her face, gets her head back in the game. She's gonna attack um, the trade captain now. D6, a four is not gonna do it. Trade captain's gonna attack back. A five is gonna do it. Um, and damage is 2d6. In this case, her toughness is five. Ooh, they both explode. It's 12. Wow, that's 18. Um, that is the end of Ingrid. Does he kill her or does he knock her out? She's definitely unconscious. She's super, super wounded is the thing. We'll actually roll on the critical table for her later because um, that's enough to weigh, weigh damage Ingrid. Ingrid is effectively completely out of the struggle. That's the thing is that getting to the, the end of the wounds does not necessarily mean a character is killed. That's what's kind of fictionally, fictionally appropriate. We'll see if she's dead later. Um, okay, that brings us into our next round. Amir, we're getting low on cards here. We still haven't seen any jokers yet, so we can only hope Amir gets it. Amir goes on four of clubs, but he's quick. Ace of hearts. The captain is on seven of diamonds. So Amir's gonna get to go first here. He's gonna swing his sword here. Oh, man, not a crit, but so bad. No bennies to speak of anymore. Okay, captain's gonna attack him back. Exploding six. Uh, let's see, so that's 10. Um, oh, let's see, yeah, so 10, which is a success with a raise, is gonna get a bonus d6. This is not looking good for him here. Oh my gosh, two exploders. So let's see, 12, that's 13. Oh, another exploder. 13 plus five, um, 18. 1920, wow. That is just so many raises. Um, so yeah, 20, so five, that means um, uh, nine wounds, 13, or, um, five shakes, nine wounds, 14 is two wounds, 18 is three wounds. Oh, that's no good. That is no good. And he's shaking. Okay, next round. Amir really needs the Joker here. Amir goes on. Six diamond, or six of spades. The captain on the eight of clubs. I think the captain is gonna try to uh, seal the deal here. He's gonna, I think... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Amir's in a super bad way. Ingrid is nearly dead. Uh, and I'm thinking he probably has support coming at this point, does he? Yeah, and. Yes, and. So, um, the, the barge now is, um, pushed, um, has, has managed to push the ship back over to the dock. Uh, the place is about to be swarmed. Um, and Amir says... I'm taking this cargo. I'm taking the. Uh, I'm taking the cargo, and I'm leaving this. And he points to Ingrid, as a reminder to you of who's the boss around here. Perhaps this will be enough suffering for you. Um, he's going to go in for a final attack, though. Here we go. Oh man, an exploding six. 
9, 14. That is definitely a success with at least one raise. So he's going to roll the damage here. Oh, I've been rolling his damage wrong the whole time, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, exploding 6. Good gravy. Exploding 6. Yeah. So he is able to render Amir completely unconscious. Amir blacks out. Ingrid bleeding out onto the stairs. Now, here's what's interesting. I want to know what on earth is in that crate, and what I want to know is, does it bust out right now? Four, complication. So it's not so much that it busts out as the, um, the Spice Guild takes the crate away as it's still shaking. Somebody on the dock opens it. And what kind of what kind of thing comes out? We're gonna roll on the nightmares table, page 77 here, and see see what kind of a nightmare we get. Um, not page 77. What? Oh, okay. On page there's a lot of these. On page 74. Oh, I see the nightmares go from 50 to 100. So I'm just gonna roll a d100 and divide by two. So, okay, well, um, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to re-roll if I don't get a nightmare. Oh, wait, 98. Yeah, that is a nightmare. 98. You dream that you face a dire opponent, but you are so weak that none of your attacks land effectively. I think all of a sudden, oh, you know what it, you know, I know what it is. For, um, for people who have listened to the show before, here's a little little sort of a treat for you. They open it, the complication is at first, it seems like there's nothing inside the crate. It seems like there's just a chest inside the crate. So they bust open the sides, it's this old looking chest. When they go to bust it open, tentacles come and reach out, grab the captain and one of the guards that happens to be standing right next to the chest with them and sucks them, body and soul in this case, into they're, they're wrapped up. There's nothing they can seem to do there. They're completely wrapped up and they're absorbed inside of the chest. For any onlookers and Amir just before he passes out, there's sort of a green glow and uh, and shrieking and wailing of, of souls as these two are sucked into whatever whatever dimension their souls devoured. For anybody who listened to the Index Card RPG Ghost Mountain, this is the same fate that uh, Mordecai uh felt prey to you, or fell prey to you, although that would have been later in time. That is going to be a wrap for our little one-shot here of Savage Worlds. Um, it doesn't have to be so combat-focused, but I just frankly didn't want it to be combat-focused, because combat's fun, at least for me. I hope you enjoyed listening to this uh, this 50th episode. I can't believe we've gotten to 50 already. Um, hopefully I should be able to get back into regular cadence now that I've, I've started to get the new job under my belt a little bit, um, and I'm uh, yeah, hoping to get into regular cadence. The next episode, we will be back uh, to playing Traveler. And the fun thing about that is, in addition to the Traveler book, I also now have the facsimile edition, which is basically just the three original little black books with um, errata that could be inserted, inserted, uh, and anything else is referenced. So you, you can flip back and forth to the reference to the errata. So I might be using that for the next session instead of the Traveler book. We'll see. There's only minor differences. But for Traveler nerds, you'll know the differences. Anyways, thanks again for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please uh, tell any friends about it that you think might be interesting uh, or may find it interesting. Um, anybody interested in solo play or Savage Worlds? Um, 
If you have a moment um, and you would like to call into the show, you can call in through the Anchor website. You can also email uh, the audio file to my email, which is in the description. Uh, And lastly, um, if you really enjoy the show and you want to help out, um, please... uh, please leave a rating on wherever you listen to your podcasts um, on iTunes. Uh, I don't think Google lets you do it, but wherever you listen to your podcast, that would really, really help uh, the show. This is a free show. Uh, now, here's the thing. I may not see it because I'm really bad at checking some of that stuff, and I don't really go on the social medias anymore. So if you s- send a review, even if it's a bad one, even if it's a one-star review and you hated the show, <laughs> email me and let, let me know, um, and uh, I'll give a shout-out to anybody um, who does a review. So thanks again, and we'll catch you next time on Subclass Act.